This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, so Eddie says we're rolling. Here we go. It's the podcast, post-game podcast. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. You know how I love a good murder documentary. I've heard this thing. about you, yes. I never, you know, Netflix. Uh, I feel like I'm all caught up in the Netflix, uh, everything Netflix has that I'm interested in, I've seen. So yes. when something new comes out, I get excited. Okay. And I just feel like they're getting lazy with titling the names of these things now. Because I just started watching one. It's a three-parter. Um, two parts in, and I'm kind of bored already with it because it's somewhat predictable. But it's called I Just Killed My Dad. Okay. I mean, they're not even trying to be no. creative. They they took the uh, the title from the 911 call where the, uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Where the kid, he's like, I don't know how old, I guess he was in his 20s or something, or, or teens, probably he's in his teens, teens, 17. He, uh, I guess he and his father had a quite a relationship, Oof. and uh, he shot his father and killed him, and then called nine one one. And he was so calm. He goes, uh, "They go, yeah. What's the emergency?" He goes, uh, "Yeah, I just killed my dad." My They're like, God. "Okay, where are you?" And why? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it was like Jeanette McCurdy. She's the child star from Disney, from iCarly. She's probably in her late 20s now. Yeah. She wrote a memoir book. Mm-hmm. The name of it is, uh, I'm glad my mom died. Oh, I saw, you know, I was seeing headlines and, about that. And she said the reason was, and Eddie, don't ever replay that. Don't please. you, Eddie, don't you dare. Yeah. Um, and she, she said specifically, she used that title because she thought it would grab headlines and would make people interested in reading the book because she had a really bad relationship with her mom. Um, and not that she was glad she died but like they had a lot of a lot of troubles yeah so maybe that's partly why they choose that line out of thing because it is kind of like that's the name of it i did as i was going by it so it worked i just killed my dad let me see what this is about sounds like a fun murder mystery i wonder is there a spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) yeah it's interesting though because they go into it about like uh you know, it gets into this whole thing, which we've heard before, like in abusive relationships, if somebody's being very abusive to somebody else and they kill that person in a self-defense mode or they've they've just reached the boiling point. Yeah. It is interesting. I don't know what, what happens with this kid if he's if they if he goes to jail or they haven't really let that out yet. Um it's interesting that it's not just like that kid called nine one one and said, "I just killed my dad." Yeah, 
and they're in court to see whether this kid's guilty of murder. I, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I he called to say, I just shot and killed my father. Yeah, I guess in that case, it's kind of like what you said. The defense is, was he in the right frame of mind to where he would be guilty and incarcerated? Or right. are you guilty and you need medical help? Yes. Uh, you know, emotional. Or did, right. Or, yeah, or did all this years of abuse yeah. from the father. It's wild. Yeah. Some people are having wild lives. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm lucky that I have a a boring life. I mean, some people are just uh, having a wild ride out there. There's no doubt. And it's, you know, I don't know who it was, I, but someone, I was here, maybe one of my other places I work, I don't know. Remember one day one person said, man, you think you got it, like, not so good, and then you realize, I think everything's fine when you hear about other people's problems. Yes. So, yeah. It's just hard to keep that in your uh in your consciousness at all times. You know what I mean? Like when you sure. hear somebody having a horrible life. Oh, yeah. And you go, oh, my gosh, you know, what am I complaining right, about? You reflect and you realize I'm not going to be like that anymore. And then you're right back to yourself. Right back to it. Like when someone passes away, I'm going to make sure I enjoy every day and I'm not going to take anything for granted. And I'm going to yeah. go on that trip I wanted to do because God knows what tomorrow brings. And then you do that and you act that way for a very brief time. And then you slowly morph back into yes. your routine. I asked my sister, uh, she, uh, my younger sister, when she was 37, she had uh, stage four uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it spread throughout, and but she you know, survived it, and she's all good now. But I, I said to her, I go, do you still, years later now, did, you, did, it, did it change your thing? And I think she said, you know, it does for sure, but... There are days and there are days in a row that go by where you where you're just living and you, you don't get think back about to it. your normal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the a routine is great, and yet a routine can suck at the same time. Yeah, because if you can really get, I think I think a lot of people can really get bogged down with the routine, and it's kind of like you want a new job, you talk about a new job, but you never go get that new job. And you just kind of continue to trudge through life. Next thing you know, a year's gone by, five years, 10, 15, 20 years. It's like, do you have regret you never went and got that new job 15 years ago? Well, you didn't do anything about it because you were comfortable in the routine. Yes. It's hard. We all get comfortable. Jerry, I'm the most comfortable person there is. You are. Yes, you are. I don't like anything. But you have no reason not to be, though. Without kids and without, and I know you and Gina have been together a long time, but there is nothing legally binding you together with her. So if she decided that was it, all right, well, it would suck, but it's a clean break. You literally have nothing tying you down. So there's nothing wrong with you living your – if you like it, you're only bored because you want to be bored. Jerry, are you saying live, damn it? Uh, that's how I try to, yes. Live. I will tell you, if I had more money, if I had enough money to do it, and I didn't spend my money on tuition and medical bills and house renovations and oh, I don't know that a weekend would go by that I wouldn't travel. And I mean that sincerely. Really? Like I, I could see myself, maybe not every weekend, but I could see myself twice a month. Like the Mets are in Atlanta tonight. All right, well, that's not a good example because it's a weekday. Let's say this was the way they were in Atlanta Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I could see myself going home, picking up my son and going right to the airport Friday. couple games, come home Sunday night. This weekend coming up, maybe I want to go to the Cowboys preseason game. The thought of going to the airport. Doesn't, that doesn't bother me like it bothers you. It yeah, does not I wish it me. did not phase me. It doesn't phase me at all. And I know I'm going to run into to stuff sometimes. But 
I would do that at least two times a month. I really would. I love, I do, I love traveling and seeing different places and going and doing things. I just can't afford to do that at this point, um, which, you know, it sucks because the time goes by, you don't do it. But at the same time, if you don't have the money to do things, I can't spend $5,000 every weekend. Right. Can't do it, but I would love to. I would love to. You'd be out there traveling. Yeah, like I, to me, this weekend, I mean, I can't because I have to work and I got the Cowboys and my son's got a scrimmage and it's not that easy. Like, I would love to pick up and go to, like, Miami Beach this weekend with Kim. It'd be awesome. Just get out, get away for a couple days, and then be back for Monday morning. I'd be good with that. But I couldn't afford to do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm. Would you go to the same places over and over again, like Miami Beach, or would you go, I'm going to Colorado this weekend, going to... No, I would like to see different places. Montana. Would I find a spot that I might go back to a few times a year? Absolutely. But would I want to go every week? No. No, no, I would... Like I would, like I said, I'd love to go see. I'd love to go to the Cow- L.A. this weekend for Cowboys Chargers. That would be awesome. Oh, that's in maybe, L.A. Maybe the week after, go wherever the Mets are. Maybe in Denver, or maybe they're in Milwaukee. I don't know where they are. I'd love to get all over the place. My friend John is on uh, vacation now with his family. They went, they landed, and they drove right to the Angels game. Nice. Then they're going to Dodger game, oh, and then nice. Disneyland. That's great. Yeah, that's what we do. We did Dodge. We didn't do Angels. We did Dodgers Giants Disneyland. Oh, you did? That was your combo. Yes, that was the get off the plane right to Disneyland, waste $500. <laughs> Kim and Matthew were so exhausted and rude and not happy to be there that after <laughs> two hours of them sitting and sulking while me and Joseph went on rides, we decided, fine, let's leave. I was not happy. That's not a good way to kick off your vacation, Jay. No. And then, all no joke, check into the hotel. Matthew and Kim order room service and pass out by 6 p.m., me and Joseph ate, and then we're in the pool at the hotel until midnight, until they closed it. That's true. So you guys were living. Yeah, we were. Damn I like it. doing things. I hate, I can't sit still. Is that the trip where you bought the wrong uh, MVP passes or something? No, no, no. That was no, a different Al, trip? That was, uh, that was last year. <laughs> that was, um, that was. Disney World in Orlando. No, it was, uh, no, it was MGM Studios or whatever it's called. Oh, okay. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. You bought no, tickets. Universal. You bought tickets and then you thought you were buying some sort of speed pass. I didn't buy the <laughs> tickets. I always buy the tickets when we get there. When we got there, the lines were ridiculous. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a 21st century person. I'm going to put the app on my phone and I'm going to buy the tickets on the phone to get the hell in the park and not waste time. I bought the tickets. But bought the wrong tickets, and then I'm like, all right, let me do the. I bought Fast Pass, but a Fast Pass wasn't. It, it's so confusing. It, they didn't coincide with the tickets I bought, and then I bought something else. And when I looked down and saw the charge was eighteen hundred dollars, it's like, huh? But it, it oh, dude, I spent like twenty two hundred dollars to go to Universal <laughs> for one day. Now we were there from eleven to ten p.m. Yeah, that was bad. That was a a rough one. I've never been upset at spending money. That pissed me off. Were you able to shake it to enjoy the day? You weren't. Yeah, I I would say by 6 p.m. 6. And when we got to to the Simpson land with Joseph, I was finally, I'd cooled off and I enjoyed that. Because he was enjoying it. He had a blast with Bart Simpson, all that area. Yeah. Yes, that, that was a bad day. Okay. Then when I told Kim when we got in the car, like, she knew I did something and I screwed up the tickets, but I didn't want to talk about it. When I finally 
calmed down and then told her, then she was annoyed. I should have just told her at the time we could have been both annoyed together. Right. That and was then by oh. the end of the day, you would have both been good. That was terrible. Yeah. Oh, well. Do you see uh, polio is back in New York? Yeah, right? we talked about that today. Yeah. I don't, I don't under- know. I don't understand. So they said it's in the uh, wastewater. In so New York someone's City. pooping it out or urinating I guess, it out. Yeah, I guess it means it's being excreted from somebody's body parts or multiple So does that mean people, they're, they're testing the sewage system for disease every day? Yeah, I guess they test the sewage system for I different things, which is what a, what a job that would be. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Scooping up sewage I'll and then testing it. I mean, maybe you get paid really well. I don't know. That wasn't. I was like, "What is polio again?" That's the. That's a disease that. Uh, Did Roosevelt have that paralysis? Yeah, right. And Teddy Roosevelt have that? I'm not sure. Evan would know that he's uh, the president. He expert. knows the address where he grew up too. Yeah, and a boy, his boyhood home. And which number president he was? Mm-hmm. Who his VP was? Yes, that is very true. Whether he was Republican or Democrat, yes, that's true. Evan would know that. I don't think I. I think anything uh, prior to um, Jimmy Carter, I don't think I could tell you if that person was Republican or Democrat. Well, Nixon was a Republican, wasn't he? Pretty sure he was. What about before that? Well, Kennedy was a Democrat. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah, like, was Abe Robert, Lincoln a Democrat or Republican? That I don't know. Right. George Washington? I mean, I don't know. did they even really exist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them as human beings? I'm kidding. Good question. And I weren't there other parties, too? It wasn't just Republican and Democrat. Yeah, weren't there, like, know. all these weird parties that they I had? I don't know. We need a, a history teacher to... I'm, I don't care. I'm That's good. That's true. Don't annoy Jerry with your answers. It's not annoying. I'm just... I'm not interested. Uh, yeah. I got into this uh, thing on my uh, social media with uh, pliables, Jerry. Did you um, see that? I did. Yeah. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are if I was that nice owner of pliables, I would hunt you down and punch you in the face. Why are you going to punch <laughs> me in the face? Because you basically, and I'm not saying what you said is wrong. Clearly it's right. Right. You basically did a video that said they have one healthy option. <laughs> My point was this, because uh, some people did get <gasps> upset at me and other people said, thank you. Pliables, like these acai balls and things. Sure. For a couple years now, Gina and I have, have been having a debate of whether they are healthy or Absolutely. not. Because they're pitched as healthy. Yes. Right? And for the longest time, there was no nutritional facts on their mm-hmm. website and things. But the nutritional facts are now on the website. But the problem is they don't they don't separate in the nutritional facts the sugar from the added sugar. Yep, I saw. So they make it seem like... All of the sugar is natural. It's coming sugar, from the fruit, which they even put on their website. Hey, there's a big difference between. Da, da, da. But with, I also had reached out to the company and just asked for their ingredients, you know, because I want to know what I'm eating. And they were very nice enough to send me the ingredients, but there's sugar in it. Right. There's like added sugar. And so all I was trying to do was say, hey, these are great, but they're not like a healthy right. food. I think there's two things at work here. Yeah. There is the. It's, and they're the extremes. You are at an extreme level of nutrition compared to society. So Compared to society, right? But compared not, to, to, not compared to other compared nutrition to, people either. Compared to society. So if I am, for instance, I have a, let's say I had a daughter and she was heavy 
and the lunch of choice is and has been McDonald's chicken nuggets, French fries, and a Coke. I think it's pretty common, actually. So I'm not even making anything right. up. I think that's probably... If I've got a pliable for my daughter or a Happy Meal with saturated fats and oils and a soda, there's no doubt which one's the healthier option. So for those people, that's it. A hundred times over, that that is healthy compared to that. The problem then is when you're talking about people that are really trying to be healthy and are trying to cut, cut sugar out, they're at a point, like for me, a pliable is still healthy, I think, because I am not at the point where... I'm eating better than that. When I get to the point, though, where that's the best thing I'm eating, now I need to get better. Because right. it's not the best option. And there are better ways to eat. But I think there's different levels of health based on where you're at and what you eat on a daily basis and what your diet is. Your diet has got to be, and I don't even think it's an exaggeration, You, I, your diet has to be in the top 1% of society. I don't know how it couldn't be. You drink tons of water. You look at sugar levels, you eat clean meats, you get your take of vegetables. Uh, I know you take certain vitamins. Like, I can't, you're not eating ice cream and Oreos every night. You're not running to, to Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King every night. Like, you eat well. Right, but my, my point on that thing was that we know that about McDonald's, right? Sure. We know that about grabbing a pizza. We know right. that about getting an ice cream in the summer. We know that about going to Froyo. The idea was that the, that the pliables are always pitched as a healthy meal. Like Smoothie King. Oh, right, which mm-hmm. is another one. I'm, I'm going to make a Smoothie King video. You know what I would love to know? I, I really would. Yeah. I would love to do this, too. I'm so fat I can't. I would love to know if I had seven days in a row, I had a medium chocolate milkshake from Carvel compared to seven medium Smoothie King smoothies. Same size. What's what's the end result? Right. Like, are those milkshakes, which no one thinks are healthy, we know that. Is my waistline going to get noticeably uh, rounder? Or are the smoothies better or worse? Because I don't know that they're better. I'm going to look into Smoothie King next, Jerry. It's an interesting one. Yeah, and I had a guy reach out to me. He goes, hey, man, I have a couple pliable franchises. I'm trying to put food on my table. I go, well, no, I'm not taking food off your table. I go, if you had an ice cream shop where there's long lines at all the For ice sure. cream shops, there's not a single person in line at the ice cream shop going, this is a healthy choice. But they're going, hey, I want an ice cream. Correct. I'm going to treat myself to an ice cream. That's all. Just like I'm going to treat myself to some nuggets and fries today. I'm not going to do it twice a week, three times a week, once a week. I'm just going to do it today, and maybe next month I might do it again. That's all I was trying to point out is that just like Froyo gets pitched as a healthy alternative to ice cream. It's not. And it's a campy. No. Maybe slightly. Here's how you know. If something's delicious, it's not good for you. That's that simple. Yeah. You enjoying that meal? It's no good. That's true. The tough part battle for me is is going out to eat because I do like to go out to eat, but hard. Um, um, God knows what they're cooking stuff in. Correct. Like, there's no, and they're not required to tell you. Not at a restaurant. No, no. Not even like listen, pliable didn't have to tell me. They could have said secret ingredients. True. They don't have to tell me that. that is I think true. once you get it to a certain number of 
of stores, they ha- nationally, they have to put nutrition up. Oh, I didn't know. I, I yeah, thought every like, place had to, actually. Yeah, no, you have to get to a certain amount. Like uh, That's why like you go to Applebee's, they and tell they you. they have them. But they don't tell you what, why that Applebee's thing is. Or if, it's, or if it's accurate, to be quite honest. Right. You know. Oh, look, this is 900 calories. Are you sure it's not 970 or is it like 900? Right. And then are they scooping the same amount in every Applebee's? No. You would think not. Human error. Right. So, so, so no matter when you go out to eat, you're taking, you're giving control over to yeah. oh, 100%. those people. But it's the experience. You like you to gotta get out do a something. little bit. You got to do something, I Jerry. Couldn't agree with you more. And listen, I, do, I like a pliable. It's delicious. I also like the oatmeal bowl, which is very healthy. Because I feel better when I'm done. I feel like, oh, okay, I didn't. Oatmeal and fruit. Yeah. But you know what? It's not great at 95 degrees on the boardwalk. I would think not. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. That's funny. We have a pliable, I think, in Homedale, I think. Yeah. I've never gone. They're all over the place. Yeah, no, there's a lot of them now. I I went to the one in Asbury Park. Jerry, the line. Yeah. I got to say too, they mowed through that line pretty. But there, good. I would think that's another one. So, and again, I'm not talking about the the healthy person. For me, I'm talking about someone like myself. If I was in Asbury Park and I was hungry, and I saw my choices were the pizza, which you know is an option, right? A hundred percent. There's pizza. A chicken sandwich is probably an option somewhere. French fries is an option or a pliable. I still have to think that. I'm not saying it's great, right? That's got to be the better option. Than eating the other crap. Right. Again, extreme why it's not, but comparatively speaking, comparatively, to the other yes. heavy fats and garbage it is, it's got to be a better option. I walked by a stand on the Asbury Park boardwalk. This is the only things they sell. It's called lemonade and french fries. That's it. That's it. Interesting. That's I love all it. so they simple, though. Right. That is. It's funny because... But no French one's going there going, mm, lemonade, that's good for me, and so are the French fries. Right. Well, but no one, they're not billing it as healthy, though, either. Correct. They're telling you it's French fries and lemonade. That's the difference. Right? Absolutely. People know. A friend of mine has a food truck now. He's doing very well. And I thought, you know what would be fun? Because we always talk about doing different things. And I even thought of the name of it. It would be so cool. So he does hot dogs and sausage sandwiches. Sausage. be really cool to have a like a pizza truck and just call it Slice Life. Pizza like by the Jerry. slice, little coal-fired oven in there. That sounds fun. That does I love sound pe- fun. I love pe- pizza and ice cream are my two favorite things to eat, and I I rarely eat ice cream, maybe a couple times a year. I don't even eat it anymore. But pizza I still eat every Friday, and I'm, I don't care what diet I'm on unless the doctor tells me you're going to die if you keep eating pizza. Fridays I'm having pizza. That sounds fun. The problem is I eat too much of it then. What's your go-to ice cream choice? Chocolate. Just straight up chocolate. That's it. I'm what not about interested pizza? in anything else. You like thin crust, thick crust, yep. regular crust, mm-hmm. all of it. I do. And I like the, the pizza slightly, not burnt. I like it slightly well done. Yeah. Love that. So that's the coal fire. The ones that they put yes. in there, they're always like so kind of good. burnt on the bottom. And I love multiple, all different toppings. Yeah. Like I like pineapples and ham on pizza. Pepperoni's good. You know, uh, sausage, meat, anything. Peppers, onion, all that stuff. What about meat lovers? From Pizza Hut, yes, yeah, I used to like that absolutely. Meat lovers, yeah, I I absolutely love the way you love coffee. I love pizza. That I would love to have, but I want to open up a place where the food truck sounds fun, though. Right, you know, there's no your maintenance is yeah. your truck. 
You just got to find a parking lot that you can rent for seven or 800 bucks a month. It's easy. It doesn't work. You walk away, you sell the truck. You, you go in and sign these leases. They want five years from you and they want your, your family history financials. They want six months in advance. It's like, it's all, it becomes a hundred thousand dollar venture before you even open the door. The food truck, you buy the food truck, you buy the oven, you find a parking lot. All right, we're open. Yeah, that, bu- permit. that building I was living in in Matawan that had uh, all uh, businesses underneath yeah. that didn't have any businesses in it yet when I moved in there. Yeah. I remember asking around and it was like, yeah, they were requiring a five-year lease. Oh, like, yeah. What? Yes. And they'll take you to court if you don't have it. Now, they may not win ultimately, but they're going to they're gonna try and scare you into paying them. What do you think you get a food truck for? A used one, I guess. What, yeah, what are we talking about? Are we talking about a, a, I'm talking about one you pull. Are you talking about oh, one pull. that you drive? Yeah, one that I drive. hundred grand. Yeah. Those cannot be cheap. I'm talking about this is uh, one that you hitch to the back of your truck. Okay. They don't move it, though. They they found a spot for him. It's been in the same spot. He bought it from the guy, and it just stays there right in the parking lot. And if you, if you have to move it, it's got two wheels, and you just hitch it to the truck, and you can take it wherever you want. Outstanding, though. But I don't even think I would need something that big. Just big enough for an oven, a refrigerator, a window. It'd be fun. You just need a power source, right? Yes. They use they have power from the building, from the parking lot they're renting, and they also have they have propane for cooking and stuff like that. That to me just seems relaxing and fun. That's cool. That does sound relaxing. Yes. I have to be down the shore though. I wouldn't want to do it where I live where I live. Yeah. I'd want it by the shore. I love the ocean. Did and you see the story about Los Angeles? What are they doing? They're fearing a life-altering flood that could I did hit. See this? Where does that come out of? Where does that come I from? I guess the climate. I guess the. I don't know. I, I didn't read the whole thing, but they said they're fearing that there could be a hundred-inch storm coming, where it just rains incessantly for weeks, and the area can't handle it, and it could literally just flood out complete areas of LA. I love L.A., but my God, between the hurricanes, the wildfires, things like this, I, I'm good. And we keep hearing the big earthquakes coming. Right. They were right. Well, we've been hearing about that for 30 years. Right. So at some point, it might. I don't know. That always seemed more like a San Francisco thing for whatever yes. reason. I don't Although know Although there was the movie made about L.A. on the fault line. So I think all of California. Yeah, there, the, it's on the big fault line, the yeah. shifting plates, Jerry. Yeah, is Arizona affected? We're going there for the Super I don't Bowl. Think Do we so. have to worry about that? No, right. I hope not. No fault lines there. No fault. I'd right. be looking for UFOs though when I'm out in oh, Arizona. I'd tell you that. I'm gonna bring Matthew to that week. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I might have to. Leave. I gotta talk to Spike. I might have to leave for one day though for Rutgers. <laughs> Didn't you have to do that one other I time? Did in Minnesota? I flew to Illinois. I missed one show and I came right back. And that was when Gio almost left because his wife was giving birth. Oh yes, Gina almost dumped you. Um, what else? I didn't want to go to the Super Bowl. Correct. I missed a lot in 24 hours. Yeah, it was a busy, uh, it was a busy uh, time. Hey, what I miss, guys? Busy oh, time. you have no idea. Oh, okay. I, that was a rhetoric. No, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a big one, Jerry. Yeah. All right, let's do the warm-up program. I did all that right. with CeeLo, as I will all week. Jerry and Sal will be back tomorrow on a Tuesday. Until then, the warm-up show is here. Seal. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning. Jerry is uh, hosting this week. Uh, so he is not in the warm-up show chair. CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. What up, Al? How we doing? Very good. So I'll uh, give you the heads up of what's going on this week. Uh, me and CeeLo have your warm-up show Monday through Friday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it's Jerry with Sal Akata. Yes. Uh, then Thursday, Friday, Gio and Jerry. Oh, Gio returns, but I will still do the warm-up program with you. Is that how that works? Yeah, that's how that works. Okay. Uh, because Jerry's here I'm all the, week. I'm in the Jerry role. You're in the Jerry role, yeah. and Jerry is here all week, and Jerry has decided that five hours of Jerry is too, too much. much. Yeah. Four hours, just <laughs> enough. Five hours, too much Jerry uh, for the audience. So he <laughs> says, uh, CeeLo, you get in here and you do this. Uh, just before we went on, I understand you took phone calls when you and Sal did the show? We took a show? handful of phone calls, yes. And the Are first, you aware the first we one, don't take phone calls Well, you on guys show? don't, but we couldn't possibly try and replicate the ja- the Jerry and Al dynamic. The, I almost said Jow there. Jerry, Jerry and Al, the Jow dynamic. Jow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did. We did a couple of warm-up shows, not last week, but the week before. Not a full week of it because... Um, well, we won't get into the minutia of that, but we did Thursday and Friday warm up, and there was a lot going on with the Mets and the Yankees, and you know we're a couple of sports guys. There was no was off it the color usual, topics. Was it the usual Sal callers in the middle of the night? No, he didn't. We didn't get into any like big screaming matches Stur- or arguments. But the fr- I think the first call we t- t- the guy was the heck was he talking about how he was uh, some sort of great paddleball player? It, it was just random. He's like, oh, I'm like a, the top ranked paddleball player in Manhattan or something weird like that. Right out of the gate. So right, we decided to take some calls and basically proved your point that, you know, don't bother doing it. Don't do it. Because the first guy right out of the gate just didn't make any sense. Right. Have something to say. We'll answer the phones. No, we won't. From five to six. Yeah. We took a call. I would say less than five. All right. That's fair. Two days. That's fair. Uh, So, uh, CeeLo, where were you when you heard about the Zach Wilson injury? Where were you? Where were you Let's when see. Kennedy uh, was assassinated? That was and, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. And well, when you, where was I? I was, I home. Like, I was uh, home watching the game. Oh, you attention. were watching. Yeah, yeah. And you saw it happen live. Yes, and I live. and I also I had uh, TV duties that night, so needed to be up on what was going on. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I was uh, I was at dinner with uh, my sister and her husband. They're huge Jet fans. 
Just the three of you? Uh, and Gina. So it was a, okay. a, a, a four double, of us. Double date situation. And I took a funny photo of uh, my sister and her husband, and I thought, well, I'll send it to their kids. Their two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're like in their 20s. Also big Jet fans. And I send the photo, and the response to the photo was, the Jet season is over. Yeah. I was like, what? He goes, go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. I see Zach Wilson. Okay, so you just sent a generic, hey, we're at dinner. Here's your parents. Ah, look at this photo. Right. Yeah, I took a picture okay. of them uh, pretending to go into a club where, you know, like teenagers hang Okay, out. so wherever you guys were, the game was not, you guys were not paying attention to the game. We were not paying attention to the game. To the game. Okay. And then so I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. I see non-contact injury. Yeah. Like, the Jets just can't get, I don't understand can't make it up. how there are guys like Eli Manning and guys like Brett Favre and. Just guys, like, why are certain guys so fragile? Well, I mean, you just highlighted two of the more Iron Men that have ever yeah, played the right. game or in, like, the last 30 I to 40 so. years. But for every one of those guys, there's guys that can't stay healthy or stay on the field. Now, comparing Zach Wilson to Eli, in this case, is not great because Wilson gets hurt on a play where he's scrambling, showing off his athleticism, and trying to make a play. Whereas Eli would only scramble if it was absolutely necessary. And I don't think you ever saw Eli make the juke and the cutback to get into the middle of the field instead of just going out of bounds or sliding. Oh, he can juke. A little different. Oh, no, no, no. He can't. No. But it's not against professionals. Non-contact injuries are very bizarre to me for professional athletes. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. A lot of force. Inertia, friction. So is he? I, I am reading. He's in Los Angeles now. Yes, he's uh, tomorrow. I believe has his arthroscopic surgery, where they're going to go in and take a look at the meniscus. The hope or the belief is based on the MRI. Just needs a trim, a trim. Which, just take a little off the top, right? Exactly, which gives you like a two to four week range. But the Jets are acknowledging that hey, once they go in, anything could happen, and if they find that there's more extensive damage to the meniscus and it needs to be fully repaired. Then you're talking about a longer time frame, still possibly perhaps the entire season. And then, <laughs> and then we're going to get Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah. Get lost. Yep. You already had yesterday. He was at the podium. They're asking him. We're, we're still four. It was four weeks from yesterday is the season opener. And we've already started with the Joe Flacco facing the Ravens storyline. But what uh, what <laughs> happened to Mike White? He's still on the roster. Did aliens abduct no, him he's and there. suck away nope. his football? He, he played acumen. Friday. He played Friday night. He spoke to the media after the game. But what happened in those weeks? He was he had the one really good game against. I think it was. And the we're Bengals, never right? giving him another shot. They did, and he was, and he didn't play as well. That's what it comes there down to. No one uh, more boring. This is the classic. Oh look, give me the backup. I love everyone. Loves the backup. No, 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 I want to see the backup. I no. want to see the backup. I don't know the unknown. I want to see the backup. Why is he not playing? I don't. No one wants to see Joe Flacco. Nobody does. The Jets uh, organization and coaching staff does apparently. Okay, great. Go go six and eleven. And where are you left? Look, no matter which quarterback, honestly, with Zach Wilson playing, they probably were going to be an under five hundred team when you look at their schedule. I know. So but- the whole point of the season is to find out what he is. So that's why right away Friday before we found out that he might return, everyone assuming the worst torn ACL. Go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Now's the time. Make Why? What is Jimmy Garoppolo going to do for this team that Joe Flacco or Mike White can't do? You think How Jimmy many extra Gar- wins does Jimmy Garoppolo get this Jets team this year? One? I don't Maybe. You, you'd rather have Joe Flacco? It's not a there? question. Of, my point God, is, like, just if so, I have to... You know it, what it is? It's not boring. Jimmy Garoppolo is not be boring. Be that as it may, that decision would be made strictly for entertainment purposes yes. and to placate... A 
a casual viewer such as yourself. Correct. Joe Douglas is not paid to make his decisions just to please Al Dukes, who's a casual football Okay, what about to please fan. the empty stadium you're going to have? If They're you not going to have an empty stadium. You run Joe Flacco out there for now, 17 Now, maybe weeks. less people will come for the games, but I get the ticket. The tickets are sold. I, I Listen, I hate to be a realist and give you the straight facts, Al, but there's no way they're going to take a big financial hit just because Joe Flacco may or may not have to play a couple All right, of so, games. So see you never, Jets. See you never. No, see you next year, unfortunately. No, and that's and that's year. and that's the way it always goes for them. If this kid is out for more than it's a disaster. Then he's done. Unfortunately, he's with done. the Jets, yes. I mean, I don't know. You how cannot you... sell that to Jets fans that if he's out this season, that he's coming back next year. He of course he's gonna come hurt back. himself. Without anyone touching him. Correct. Non-contact. Stop He's not it. the first and he won't be the last. Right, but, it happens but, all the but, time. But those guys, when's the last time a superstar came out of a year of a bad first year, a second year non-contact injury out for the season, then uh, comes back? It do doesn't happen. research on that. Do, I'll do the research Now, for I'd you. say this, Nobody. Al. Non-contact knee injury for a quarterback versus a quote-unquote skill position player is a different, it's a different story. Now, if this is, we saw the effect of what happened to Saquon Barkley. If I'm not mistaken, that was a non-contact injury. Yeah, and he and he was he's not been himself. Correct. But he's he's paid to make cuts and be shifty and be explosive. Zach Wilson ultimately is going to be paid to throw the football and stand in the pocket and boomer over. You know, you got to be able to you got to be able to throw from the pocket. You got to be able to quarterback from the pocket. Nobody wants that anymore. Everybody wants a, a Kyler they like Murray a blend. They like a mix. No, 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 no. Oh yes, they no. do. No, I've done a poll. Not everybody wants a Kyler Murray. It's nice to have the ability to do that, but it doesn't. It's it's not sustainable long term, and that's why people still have questions about Lamar Jackson and why he still doesn't have a new contract. And this is the thing that really sucks about the NFL. Your your season is for the most part based on your quarterback. Yeah, and that's why they we get mad at these ticky tack flags that they throw. There's a reason for it because they're trying to keep these guys healthy, available, and in the games. And here we are in. August 15th, mm-hmm. and the Jets season, if yeah. this looks bad, or it, it's over. What was it? Second series of the preseason? Yeah. Because he, of course, threw a pick on the Sure. The first. Just for good measure to get us all warmed up. Oh, <laughs> uh, And a bad Sucks. one at that, but I mean, I don't know. So, look, I get the frustration. I understand the point about Joe Flacco. It's just like... It, it, let's say the worst the worst case happens. They go in. They they go in for the surgery. And, uh, it's worse. We got to repair the meniscus, and he's out. Not even the whole year, but he's out. I don't know, ten to twelve weeks. Am I going to sit here and tell you right now on what did you say today is August fifteenth that Joe Flacco's starting every game? No, of course not. Maybe at some point you see Mike White, but it to me it's you're you're splitting hairs. It, what's the difference? And I know there's the Jet fan out there that's going to give me the whoa. Maybe Mike White could be the guy. Maybe he could be the answer. These coaching staff, their whole lives, their livelihoods are all about coaching and analyzing these guys and breaking down the film and who knows what and who can who you know who can who can give me what I need to win. Mike White played the game of his life last year, right? We talked about it for the whole week. It was awesome. It was great. If they really believed <laughs> that there was a, a legitimate possibility that he could be a long-term solution why wouldn't they give him the opportunity what's the what what like what what is the 
What is the conspiracy theory or the agenda against? If they didn't, if they really disliked him that much, he wouldn't be on the team anymore. But but what does throwing Joe Flacco out there? Nothing. Do? It's Nothing. A, it's he's a he's a quarterback to play the games because you have fifty one other guys on the roster no, but, that you have to keep interested and motivated to play the football game. Like they can't just okay, Zach Wilson's done and we don't have a great out. We forfeit. So just stay home. No, but we're not going to play the games. But a Jet fan, and you do we do these for, we do these games for the fans. They don't exist without them. Yes, the that's Jet true. Fan does not want to see Joe Flacco running out there every week. They don't. I don't think you'll see it every week, but I understand why you're going to see it week one if Wilson is indeed not prepared to play. Joe Flacco. I know. I'm not Here's saying. I'm not trying to, to sell guys. excitement. This, what, this is what they should say to these guys. The NFL should g- call Joe Flacco and go, Joe Flacco. Go away. You're boring. <laughs> you're so boring. Guess what? You're going to be the quarterback of the Jets. Uh, Pick it up. This is the we're in the entertainment medium. You can't out, but you're not good. So at least be entertaining. Give me Gardner Minshew up here. Nah. At least he's entertaining. You can't he, say he's not good. You can't. You he's can't not good. Say that. Yeah, Joe can't. Flacco's not. He's good. had a nice career. Yes, a hundred years ago. It's not as long as you think. And that was a uh, line of questioning from yesterday. And he was kind of like, "What hey. do you say?" Well, they, they were like, hey, you know, it's been 10 years since you won with the Ravens. He's oh like, I know all, all these guys in the locker room think I'm like 50. He's like, I'm you not are. that old. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. He's, I'm not, 40. he's not even 40. Come so. at me. Not that he'll be able to stand in there because he'll get one hit. He's 50 years old. He's going to get hurt. Now, then Mike White will be down to the seventh quarterback by the end Flacco's of this year. Flacco's a guy that's, for the most part, stayed healthy. He don't run around all that much. Stands in the pocket, gets rid of the football. I, I'm not trying to sell you on sexy or exciting. It's listen. It's 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 a bummer. It's devastating. Now again, who knows? Maybe it's two to four weeks and he's back either for the opener or the first quarter of the season. For me, my concern becomes then. And I know they asked Sala about this yesterday. It's like, well, it's this weeks now where he's a not going to be able to practice where they haven't been killing it either. It's not just on Zach Wilson. The offense has been struggling for the most part in practices. They've got questions along the offensive line. Um, so he's going to miss out on practices and also playing in these next couple of pre- – I mean, he throws a pick, gets hurt, and l- legitimately that could be the last game action he sees until he steps back onto the field in a regular season game. It's not what you want. I know. It's just it, – it, again, we're looking at another season for the Giants and Jets. Yes, yeah, miserable. Misery. It, again. And Daniel Jones Thank comes God out the- in practice. I think it was – yesterday or Saturday, and they had an abysmal offensive practice. And and I looked, by the way, did you watch that game Thursday night? No. Okay. I could barely not, watch the fine. Giants uh, when it I'm counts. Not, I'm not criticizing They're you for so that. Boring. My point is this. First, they, they actually moved the ball on the first drive. I and mean, they get into the red zone, and what happens on a third down? He throws to Kenny Galladay, who's wide open, stops running his route, ball hits him in the chest, and he drops it. Sterling Shepard's hurt. Kadarius Tony didn't play. They're starting a fourth-round rookie at tight end. Thank God Saquon Barkley's still on the team. And we're supposed to we're supposed to evacuate Daniel Jones and everyone's gonna be ready to crush and kill him, get him out. What 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 exactly do the Giants offer you offensively right now? Nothing. So I mean, it is a black hole in town with the football. I mean, thank goodness. And we were thank God for the baseball teams. Right. Thank God for the Mets right now. Because the Yankees are headed in the wrong direction. Now, of course, that can change between now and October. But this is going on the better part of four, five, six weeks now, where they've been mediocre to below average. 
All right. Well, so who the hell knows? Well, let's do little Yankee talk on the other side here, Yeah, let's CeeLo. do that. Coming up at 6 a.m., Jerry Recco will be here leading the charge with Sal Licata filling in for Boomer and Geo. the guy that j- jumps around on the stage. Oh, okay. I don't play any instruments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jerry Recco's not here today. He'll be here at 6 a.m. He's actually out in the newsroom enjoying himself. Prepping. Prepping. Show prep. A little show prep. Yeah. He'll be, uh, He's lazy. Host. He's lazy. <laughs> He'll be hosting with uh, Sal Licata today from uh, 6 to 10. Same mm. tomorrow. Uh, same Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, Geo's back with Jerry. Boomer, not in all week. Summer schedule manipulation. Summer schedule manipulation going on here. Now, we mentioned in the first segment how the, the Jets and Giants season, both most likely over. over. Yeah. The Giants just because they're boring, and the Jets because Zach Wilson's hurt. <laughs> and we're going to get boring uh, Joe Flacco as our quarterback. Maybe only for a week or two. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> Should know, I would think, later this week. Maybe as early as tomorrow. Yeah, that would be... Uh, even. But even if we get good news, we know he's fragile. And if I'm the defense, uh, I go pro wrestling I guess, style. I don't know. I think it's a little early to say fragile. I know he's had some injuries. He took some massive hits last year as a rookie. <laughs> this was a little different. He did. This was a little different. But teams are going to know. Go for the knee. He's um, He wore a brace when he came back last year. I'm sure he'll be wearing a brace again post-surgery this year if indeed he does return. So, a brace, CeeLo? Yes. yes. I don't think quarterbacks bra- wear those. Yeah, sometimes does, even when they're not, but don't a, have an injury. Does a brace help us help a help you from a two hundred fifty pound muscular linebacker it just can drilling if it keeps you? Keeps the knee stabilized or avoids it bending in a okay, way it shouldn't good. bend. Well, why don't we just make that part of the equipment then? It, knee I, braces for everybody. And they can't you can't make it mandatory. <laughs> no. Oh yes, we can. We oh. made masks mandatory oh, and God, vaccines. God, please, we can definitely make knee braces <laughs> mandatory. You got to wear a helmet. A little different. Got to wear a helmet in football. You do, yes. Nice job the Jets did with your helmet here in studio, by yeah, the way, with did. the Boomer they, and Geo logo. Yeah, they made a Boomer and Geo logoed helmet Very nice. with the Jets helmet. You guys had a good trip out there to Florham Park. We did. It was a good... And I was impressed by Zach Wilson's back muscles. Like, yeah, I, was I saw you behind tweet out him. that picture, yeah. I was uh, getting all well, excited. he definitely bulked up. He put on some muscle, as most guys do going from rookie year to second year. He should have worked out his knee a little more. I th- actually, his legs muscular. looked very muscular in the you know shorts pictures I've seen from yeah. whatever mini camp OTAs, mini camp. training camp before they put the pads on. So I think he did a good job taking care of himself. It's just one of those things, you know. You now, plant sometimes that turf catches you the wrong way, and things happen. Now, luckily for uh, for the local sports teams, we have the New York Mets. Mets, these are hot. Who continue to roll? Seventeen out of twenty, right? Yes. 17 out of 20. They took two from the Phillies this weekend. They, they just lost. don't give up any runs. They don't give up any runs. Yeah. Uh, Jacob DeGrom had a nice outing Saturday. I mean, they lost Friday. It was 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. So, yeah. Uh, that was a uh, Max Scherzer start, which right. I was upset about. And then uh, Chris Bassett looks good yesterday. Five innings, four hits, 
zero runs. Yeah, maybe not quite as efficient as we're used to seeing him. He didn't give you the length. He did last time out, but five innings, no runs. You can't argue with it. And uh, the big fella, uh, D- Daniel Vogelback. Vogelback. Yeah, the big fella. He drilled a home run. Sure did. That was awesome. Dead now, red fastball. Now, we do get Met Braves. Again, yeah. Uh, in Atlanta. Yes. Fulton County Stadium on TBS. It's not Fulton County Stadium. Hasn't been since 2000, I think. Mm, 2001. I'll take your word they for it. They moved to Turner Field. Oh, right. I think. Oh, right, right, right. Post-Olympics, right, right. they, I think, turned the stadium from the Olympics in Atlanta. Into, yeah, they did. And then they ditched that stadium, and now they're in, what is it, uh, Truist Park or something? They're in two, the second stadium since Where Fulton County. Where you been, County? dude? Yeah. They built a one of these big it's the stadium and it's got all the shopping complexes and it's for Gazy. It's not in Atlanta. It's in a oh, suburb. Right. I think yeah. Cumberland, Georgia. Yeah, because yeah. they put it in a suburb right. and then still call it Atlanta. Sure. Like how Greater the, Atlanta area. How the Jets and Giants are in New Jersey, but yeah. we still call them New York. That's that right. Sort of thing. Exactly. The metro area. So that's a what's how many game series is this? You know off the top of your I believe head? it's four. What? Actually, I've got the Mets schedule right in front of me. All yes, right. a four-gamer, Monday through Thursday, no doubleheader situations. And then they go to Philadelphia for including a doubleheader Saturday. And then they come back to New York and they finish up with two against the Yankees. Wow. So you got a nice little, as Boomer would like, a big 10-game stretch here. That is a big 10-game stretch. Yeah. Man, we got to smack the Braves around again. They've One been beaten up more. on them. They've been winning the series every time. They, not every time. But the last couple of times they faced Atlanta, they've won the series. We need at a minimum... Split. Minimum. Sal will probably come in here and tell you minimum three out of four. Yeah, I like Because they have the five-gamer with the Braves at City Field while you were, I guess, on vacation. Yeah, no, I was... Uh, and Sal was minimum four in. out of five. I was like, four out of five? Yeah, was like, even if you lose three out of five, you're losing one game in standings. Like, three, right. two, and three. So just get three and you're good, you know? And they, That's what I'm saying. I would he like, ended up, they ended up winning four, so he was right. I would like four out of five. I would like... Well, this is a four. Th- I would like yeah. three out of four. Sure. But Split. I'm saying when I say minimum, yes. Well, he was saying again, minimum four out of five. Greedy. He was trying to get your greedy, goat. but he—that's uh, what they got him. So we'll see what he says. He now that this, you know, they've cleared that series, and the more obviously they faced them, the less games they have left against Atlanta, and they've got a nice little cushion. So he probably he might give you the hey. I'd sign up for a split right now. Okay. But we'll see. We'll find out at six or at six oh three. We got uh, Carlos Carrasco on the mound tonight. Yeah, I mean, listen, every. Seemingly everyone they throw out there right now just does the job. So it's eight in a row. They've given up two runs or less. I mean, they gave up two runs in three games against the Phillies. And let's see here. Met starters are 8-0 with a 1.11 ERA in the team's last nine games. They are. I mean, I don't know how you argue with any of that. They are rolling. Now, your Yankees, on the other hand, they got some problems. Yes. They lost Sunday Night Baseball 3-0. Yes. Uh, the Couldn't good news, touch Michael Walker. Walker, Walker. The good news is it only took two hours and 15 minutes. Which is insane for Yan- Yankees, Red Sox, and at Fenway. Right, that's like, normally a four-and-a-half-hour Three hour games ball this game. weekend, normally you get one that's back-and-forth slugfest. You didn't get any of that at Fenway this weekend. It was Honestly, it was, there was a whole lot of nothing, really, was what now, there was. Did you see the home run last night by Devers? I did. Let me ask you this, because I don't know if this goes against some sort of rules. If not, it should. Mm-hmm. He drills the home run, and he backs himself up like as he's watching it. Back, 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 back. He goes completely, not only out of the box, nowhere near the uh, the line where you're running down the line, yeah. what do they call it, base path. Yeah. 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I didn't care for that. Okay. It just looked like very dramatic. Where, like, you, where have you been for the last 10 years? No, but this was a full-on back, 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 okay. back, 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 back. Bat flips. Guys do this. They stare. They admire. I got news for you. There are some guys on the Yankees that do it sometimes. No, but I'm saying well, I've never seen somebody... Like backpedaling? Backpedal themselves yeah. out of the when there's no play, box. When there's no play in the base path, it don't matter. Are you Same sure? way, guys, when they turn to go... When they turn to, you know, go from first to second, they take it. They call it a banana turn. They come out, and so you can curl around and get the inside of the first base bag and clip that bag and get yourself on a good path to second. Yeah. You don't you don't run straight in the baseline and make a 90-degree turn. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Others don't. <laughs> We'd be hurting a lot of... Professionals don't. Yeah, there'd be a lot of Zach Wilson situations. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Then did, they... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, going to... Oh, did you catch any of the... I know you weren't oh, locked oh. in live... Did you catch any highlights or clips of the K-Rod cast? Yes, I did. Jeter's appearance. You did. Okay. I did. So I, we can I, get into that. I caught various clips. All right. And what was your take? My takeaway was, well, first I read headlines. That's what I initially uh-huh. do. Right? Also, let me preface it with, did you, have you watched any of the captain? Not yet. Okay. I have them all recorded. That's fine. And I have no interest to go to it. I don't know why. <laughs> you will. Maybe. We, we talked about this with Gio week 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 and a half ago or yeah. so. It's I get it's like too much baseball in season. I understand that with everything else, you know, a young dad's got going, man. Young has got going on. So I get that. I was like, that's something good in the winter time when the Jets and the Giants are <laughs> their seasons have long since ended yes. as far as being relevant. You throw that on on like a, you know, mid September, mid excuse me, mid December weeknight or something. Let me get a little. Taste for some baseball. Yeah, some baseball. Now, I did watch good. all. I'm done with it. I watched all seven, but go ahead. Proceed. So, yeah. So the headlines I was initially reading were Jeter was v- clearly very upset that they showed the shirtless photo of him with the other shortstops. I, I can't tell if he was joking or not. I think Honestly, he was joking. I, I I would agree with you, but having watched the captain, the I, it's not so much I'd say I learned this about him, but it reinforced like... He, you don't you don't mess around with him. He's a straight shooter, and if you cross him, boy, it takes a long time to get off the you know what list. So I I honestly have no feel. Like honestly, I I had no feel for whether or not he's really good with a Rod because they allegedly they they referenced how they spoke about a month and a half ago or so, which I assume was connected to a Rod being involved in the documentary. And I also couldn't tell what the dynamic is between Jeter and Michael Kay. Cause there were like, there was some subtle stuff going on in these exchanges. So I get it. He agreed to come on and he answered the questions and they laughed a little and joked around. But like, I have no feel for <laughs> like, if you told me, Hey, the three of them are all good. They're friendly. I believe you. And if you told me that they can't stand each other, I believe that as well. Well, I don't so think him with the shirt off thing saying, Hey, don't show that. And then the producer did. And his reaction, which was dry. I could not tell if he was joking or dead serious. I really couldn't. Yeah, I, I felt like he was joking. First of all, he wouldn't agree to go on there if he and A-Rod weren't good. or he. Well, look, and- they weren't going to come to blows, but I wonder if they've kind of come to, like, hey, look, we'll be civil, you know, let's let's publicly, we don't want this to be going on and brewing, and we'll probably have to see each other at events over the course of time, you know, so let's just kind of bury the hatchet a little bit, but... There's such it's just amazing to me that at one point when they were young, they were clearly so good and they've both spoken about it, how close they were. You saw again the photos and the images last night. 
and they touched on that in the documentary as well. But they're so different. Like, it's it's just hard for me to fathom. I, I don't get what they have in common other than they were both young shortstops. That's you know? it, baseball. And then like I get opposites to track sometimes when you have friends you have nothing in common with. But like their their personalities and it seems like their like core set of beliefs are just so different. You know, Wh- whose idea do you think it was to have the guys all take their shirts off? The photographer? Yeah, I think they were referencing Ooh. how at this photo shoot that was like one of the last shots. That they wanted to take, and they were running out of time, and Jeter didn't want to do it, and then he finally gave in. We're running out of time here. I'd love to get you guys shirtless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was so Which, weird? I, yeah, you know, in, in, in the big picture, who cares? I mean, like, what, what Jeter acts like this was a nude shot they took, right. you know? Like, you take your shirt off at the beach, like, what's the big deal? Go in the pool, who cares? We're running out of time. I know you guys are shirtless now. What if we got you to show your schweens? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to photograph it just to see. A Rod probably would have been on board. With that. <laughs> what are we doing now? Showing our schweens. All right, hang on. So I mean, look, I, I didn't feel like it was all A Rod last night, and that Jeter wanted no part of it. But there did still see. It felt like there was some awkwardness there, and I don't know if you noticed in the clips, and I and I tweeted this out within the first half inning. And this might be just an A-Rod thing. He kept touching Jeter on the shoulder, on the leg. Like, he just couldn't keep his hands off of him. And Jeter never, there was never any, like, back and forth. Yeah, they bro-hugged when he first got on set. They did, you know, the the hand clasp and brought it in for the hug and all that. But once he sat down in the chair, it was just, it was weird. It was bizarre. And I know A-Rod's a weird guy. And I feel like I can't, again, public A-Rod versus private A-Rod. I have no idea. It could be two completely different people. Because you get you do get that like phony fraud aspect with him, and you feel like he's putting on a performance. But you also, I think, genuinely get the sense that like he he does that because he wants to be liked and accepted. And he was the one last night falling on the sword. I've got regrets. I wish I would have done this differently. So on and so forth. And Jeter just gave you that. Well, you know, life is short. You got to move on. Like there was no hey, uh, my bad. I contributed to it a little bit as well. Not at all. He took no blame. So it, it's a very interesting dynamic, and especially for me. And Gio, I know, referenced this a couple of weeks ago on the show because I had, I'm not going to say a similar situation, but had a falling out with, at the time, my best friend when I ultimately started dating my now wife, which has been discussed on the show multiple times, and never really buried that hatchet with the former friend. Like, we've seen each other a few times over the years. Again, we can be civil in public. Like, we're not going to have to be separated or anything like that, but there's just a... There's an awkwardness and a distance there. So the Jeter-A-Rod dynamic is exceedingly interesting to me just because I've kind of lived something like that a little bit. Right. If that makes sense. It does make sense. I wish that uh, Jeter, A-Rod, and Michael K would have just got shirtless. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have wanted to see K shirtless. No that would have broken Michael. the ice. Because the other two are clearly still in pretty good shape. Yeah. So I think they would have looked fine. But then that would have been good. Then uh, that would have eased oh, yeah. Derek Jeter's sure. feelings. Jeter, who didn't want to do it initially, whatever it was, 30 years ago now, not 30, 25 years ago now, and certainly clearly didn't want to touch on it again last night. But why, why the hell would he want to get involved with it but last what's, night? On what's the, weird on the is air. like he's not promoting the captain documentary. It's I think it's they were with. a little bit because Kay was, you know, ES, you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. It's available. You oh, can stream it. So the ESPN+. Plus yes, gimmick. they all aired... On ESPN, but if hey, if you haven't watched it, they're available. You know, they both were in the documentary. K and A Rod, they took part. 
uh, pretty extensively, actually. Yeah. So that was an aspect. Look, I give him credit. A lot of these other guests just hop on the Zoom. You saw it last night. Bob Costas and Roger Clemens. They, I don't know if you saw, they opened with Neil Simon, which was, I, I didn't really. Neil Simon, the playwright? I'm sorry, Paul Simon. What's wrong with me? Paul Simon, Paul Simon of Simon and Garfinkel. Yes, of course. Paul Simon, which still was, I didn't. I understand. Okay, I get the connection. He loves baseball, and he, you know, he's written music about it. But like, the idea of this alternate cast, I feel like, is for more of the. It's for the newer, younger. You know, yeah. no offense to they don't know Paul, Paul Simon, Simon but is. like, what? I, I didn't. I don't know. He's playing his guitar. They barely paid attention to the game. It was. It was just weird. There was a, uh, a Paul Simon. Paul Simon was a guest on Michael K. Center Stage. Yeah, well, he referenced, I've had Paul Simon, I've had A-Rod, I've had Jeter, so yeah. this is like his go-to crew last night. But it was odd at that time, many years ago, when uh, Michael K. asked Paul Simon if he's what music he listens to these days. Yeah. And he says, I don't really listen to music, I listen to the radio. He goes, what do you listen to? He goes, Boomer and Carton. Did he really? Yeah. Wow, I forgot. I don't, I don't think I knew that, or if I did, I had forgotten. That's yeah. interesting. It was crazy. Huh. Uh, let's take a break, CeeLo. You've gone on way too long. Yes. Let's listen to uh, Boomer and Carton. There you go. Yeah, that was Paul Simon cool. on the center stage. Make sure when we come back from this next break, give me a Neil Simon song. No, I'm going to give you a Paul <laughs> Simon. That's one of Eddie's favorites. He loves he loves some Paul Simon. Oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. When we come back, what else do I have here? I have so, a, a little more football. I have a couple more baseball items. We were supposed to kill the Yankees in that segment and, 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 it, and went into a, we got a, a cheater A-Rod thing. All right, we've got a couple more Yankee stuff. And then uh, Jerry Recco and Salicata at six. Paul Simon here. Oh, I thought maybe from the Neil Simon greatest hits. (laughs) Boy in the Bubble. This is a great tune. Plus, it's a Seinfeld reference for you, Bubble Boy. Ah, yes, of course. The Moops. (laughs) Sorry, the Moops. I will say this about Paul Simon. He did manage to, along with uh, A-Rod, blast Isaiah Conifalefa's defense on an appearance yesterday. Paul Simon did? Yeah, so he brought some hot, hot takes. Brought a hot take. Well, no, nah, maybe take. not a hot take. but yeah. Now, uh, Isaiah Conifalefa. Yeah, it's the only reason the Yankees didn't get swept over the weekend, by the way. Yeah, and he hit a home run, and I finally. guess we got a uh, we finally got a John Sterling. Uh, oh, you know, Conor I didn't even Falefa think to go listen to that. Call. Yeah, Should we play it now? Pull uh, it yes. Up, see what we got here? I did hear it, and now I can't recall what it is. He's had all year to prepare for yes, it. Yes, he has. So, let's see here. Da, da, da. I did hear it. It was I something. It. it was something. It was something. Like, he did have something for Eddie. him. But I'm going to recall it being like, I wasn't blown away. All right, here we go. Now here's the 1-1 to Isaiah. Swung on and lined a deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. His first home run as a Yankee. He is Ralph Kainafalefa. Ah. Isaiah. A player. He hits a two-run home run, and the Yankees have tied the game at two. That's not bad. Not terrible. I kind of like that. Ralph Kiner Falefa. Yeah, Isaiah is a player. Eddie said uh, in my ear, I liked it, Eddie. I'm going to say it because I think it's pretty funny. I-K-F-U. <laughs> that he been, gave me that, that line as well. Good. 
Oh, he did? He's okay. trying to get all, uh, one of us to do Maybe his lines. Maybe it was probably in the same year at the same time. I couldn't tell if you got that fed to you as well or not. Yeah. Okay. It probably went out over the air over my, because my, <laughs> my ear pieces are so loud. You're blasting. the new Steve Summers. Yeah, I'm the new Steve awesome. Summers, so it could, probably shot right out over the air. What else do I have from Ralph baseball? Connor Ralph Connor Falafa. Ralph Connor Frankie Montas. He was fine. He was fine. Better uh, than the first time out. That was a talking point all week from Mr. Boomer Asias, and he was looking for better. Better. Yes. From Frankie well, Montas. Well, he had set the bar low. In his de- I will come to his defense, and I, I haven't I haven't watched enough of him yet to know how I really feel, if I'm going to like him or not. But, I mean, the first time out, the Yankees could not have put him in a worse situation, right? He's away on the bereavement list with his family in God knows where. They fly him into St. Louis Saturday night to pitch Sunday. How did we think that was going to work out? Probably not honestly? great. And it not didn't. great. I mean, are we to believe, and this is not a knock on Frankie Montas, or Montas, I believe is Michael, the Montas. correct pronunciation. Montas. All right. Like, he's away on bereavement list. His, his wife's, uh, I think, mother or father passed away, so he's seen, you know, he's with family. Do we think he's, like, taking time during the week to, let me, I got to go get my side session in here? I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. But, like, how prepared could he have really been for that start it's also a guy that's had shoulder issues throughout the course of this season here and there so it, i mean do you think the wife was like you're pitching this week right i don't know but it just it's a tough spot like he didn't travel with the team in st louis he met them there in the middle of the series just joining a new like he hadn't been with them at all yet they put him on a delta flight so in uh in the back and he was uh <laughs> yeah in that, the middle seat no, in a three-person row i don't think they did that what a mess. Now, the other side of that coin is Jordan Montgomery gets shipped off to the Cardinals, and all he's done in two starts is not give up a run. So, I don't know, man. It's just strange times with the Yankees right now. And I, I saw don't really Joey know Gallo had another home run. Yeah, he's the, been uh, better. Dodgers. I think he's hit three or four of them, and yeah. he's hit like two. He's still striking out, but he's hitting, yes, the batting average is well north of 200, and he has hit a couple of home runs. So. Now, the Yankees play uh, the Rays coming yes. to town tonight, 7.05 The start. Rays, who've been waffling with the Orioles for a wild-card spot, they took, I think, two out of three from Baltimore. They won a series from the Orioles down at the Trop over the weekend, and they retook the uh, wild-card spot from Baltimore. And I see there was a bit of a brouhaha in that game. Was there? Oh, bit. I see. I did not see that. This uh, was yesterday's cleared, game? but I don't know if any punches were thrown. Yesterday's was, game? Yeah, but there mm, was a bit of a I did no punches. see that. No punches? No. So order was restored. Order was restored, but, but it's that getting was testy. The, was that before? The, it had to be before the perfect game got broken up, right? Yes. yes. And I would assume then it was when Baltimore was in the field, Tampa at the, at, at the plate? No. So the guys in the middle of pitching a perfect game and they had a benches clearing. Maybe it was incident? a Saturday brew. That was Saturday. Oh, okay. yeah, Saturday brew. Haha. So but it was yesterday. It was it was involving the batter calling time. The umpire okay. granted it very late. He had started the windup. The umpire said, "That's on me," but he still the pitcher still chirped at the batter. Interesting. He didn't like the batter. Benches and bullpens briefly empty. Oh, Pete Fair Pete Fairbanks. He likes to mix it up. And Robinson Chirinos. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so this Drew Rasmussen of the Rays yes. had a perfect game. Not a one of these crappy no hitters. Yeah, that crappy no, one no cares hitters. About, right? No, <laughs> a perfect game in the ninth inning. Yes. Did you see who broke it up? No, who did? Bring Former it? Yankee prospect Jorge Mateo. Okay. Yes. And then he walked the guy after that, and that was it. See you later. Just yeah. get out. Just get, get out. out. But they won. They and did. They win. took the series. 
And I think they're a game and a half up now on uh, the Orioles. All right. I'm kind of pulling for the Orioles a little bit. Yeah, me too. Which is, I'm with you. You know, I shouldn't They play in the same division as the Yankees and kind of a rival, but it's like they've been bad long enough. They're spunky. They traded away a couple of vet- good players, you know, Mancini to Houston and uh, what was the club? Pablo Lopez? Not Pablo. Jorge Lopez to the Twins, I think it was. I'm with you. So they took off, they took two key contributors away. You leave a bunch of kids behind who were crushed to see Mancini go and they're still playing good baseball. I agree. Spunky. I'm, I'm on Team Baltimore yeah. Orioles. Fernando Tatis Jr. got an 80-game suspension. Yeah. This is an odd one. That was the old Friday news dump, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? It's amazing yes. how much has happened since you guys were here. Yes. Like, the concept that you guys have not even had a chance to comment on Zach Wilson is just mind-blowing. Very it bizarre. feels like it happened a week ago. Yeah, those Friday <sighs> evening things or late afternoon yeah. things. So he tests positive, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., for a performance-enhancing substance. He says he took medication for ringworm. Right. But no one seems to buy that. No. Certainly not with even within his own organization. Right. The GM I mean. blasted him. A couple <laughs> of pitchers came out with some pretty strong words against him. So he's got to grow up. They're not buying what he's selling. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I took some cream for ringworm. Now, and it was only one of these situations where he puts the statement out, you know, very remorseful and, you know, owning it, so to speak. But I think it said he dropped his appeal because he acknowledged it was his mistake. But why, like, at one point in time, do you realize, okay, yeah, my bad. Like, seemingly the appeal was on at some point, and then he just dropped it out of the blue. I don't know. I know the Padres only found out at Friday at 4 Eastern. No one, they apparently no one in the organization had any inkling that this was going down, which is hard to believe. All right, uh, Eddie's yelling at me for a break, uh, but first we got a sports minute by someone. Yes, Amy Lawrence. Oh, Amy, on that lefty quarterback down in Miami. To a tag of Iowa at Alabama. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. We are running out of time before Jerry and Sal take over. We lost a a great radio personality. Ben Stern, Howard Stern's father, passed Ah, away. Uh, 99 years old. Good run. What a run. Can't ask for much more than that. I mean, that guy was a tremendous guest over the years. And also uh, one of uh, Howard's impressions that he does of his father. We had all those tapes when Ben Stern was uh, an engineer in uh, New York radio. Mm. You moron. Told you not to be (laughs) stupid, you moron. Now listen, answer serious, you Uh, moron. I was saddened to hear WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.